1: because this is church. We are starting a series, This is Church. Yeah, we are going to tell you what happens when church works. And this is going to be, if you have never been part of a church that works, this is it. It's, you're going to become a church that works. And what happens when God starts to work through the church. And so for the next two months, just come. Um, it's this is going to be a training series. This is not a, a pure warmers series. Yeah. This is going to be a training series. Because we are multiplying. Amen. So everyone, if you're plugged into this series, by the time we are done, you'll be ready to be church the right way. Amen. Yeah, if you've never started a mission or community, the window is open now. If you want to start a hosting center, the window is open. If you want to join and serve in whatever way, the window is open. So this is church. And today, um, and we'll be mainly using the book of Acts, but I decided that we would start somewhere else altogether to set the stage and then we go to the book of Acts. Amen. So as I was thinking about it, I reflected on a text in Genesis chapter 28. Out of which I want us to think about eight distinctions of the church of God. Amen. Genesis 28, verses 10 to 22. We're going to read together. Amen. Can I do something Anglican with you all? Let's stand up and read together. Because it's a long text. I don't want before we are done, one of your eyes is closing. All right, let's read together. One, two, three, we go. huh? Now, Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. huh. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, And it stopped, reached to the heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending. Verse thirteen, read loud. And behold, uh the Lord stood, uh huh, uh huh, and the God of Isaac, the land which I will give to you and your descendants. Let's continue. Uh huh. Uh huh. The West and the East. Uh Verse fifteen, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Verse sixteen. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, "Surely the Lord is in this place." And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Thank you, Father, for your word, for the entrance of your word brings light. Open our eyes to see the beauty of your church and the things that you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's have our seats. This is good exercise. Some of you, this is the most you've stood today. All right, this is church. This is church. The focus of this text, the part that I picked, is verse 17. Verse 17, which says, And he was afraid, and said, how awesome is this place. And what does it say? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So I want us to talk about the house of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You might be thinking, who said that the house of God is the church? 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he tells him something. Let's read it together. What does he say? But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. For example, one of the ways to conduct yourself in the house of God when I'm preaching is that you don't use your phone. Just saying. Are there people? Okay. Okay. Because you can be distracted. And because the word of God is the most important thing in your life and in my life, it's better to not be distracted. Amen. The house of God is the church of the living God. So I'm going to do about eight distinctions of the church. Amen. Let's start at verse 12. Now, in this story, let me give you some context. Jacob, remember the guy? His name means supplanter, or trickster, thief. That's Jacob. His mother overheard his father preparing to bless his brother. That's too many, too many relationships right there. And told him, I have had your father planning to give your brother the blessing. I say, go get Go get goats. What? By the time the other guy comes, we should undercut him. So he was fearful. He's like, what, what if he finds out and curses me? The mother said, let the curse be upon me. You see, the blessing is a very important thing. One of these days we'll talk about it. And so he went and did what his mother told him. He went to his father, pretended to be his brother. And when it was time to pronounce the blessing, the father pronounce the blessing on the wrong fellow who? Jacob now I'm not sure this is like a good moral story to teach your children at night just before they go to bed Uh, yeah because many times we think that the Bible is a moral book to teach moral lessons no you come across people like David you run out of moral lessons quickly and yet he's a man after God's own heart yeah, madara what? <laughs> if David came to join some of your churches, but he wants to join the choir, why he can play the lyre? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Killed his friend, married his wife. We want to join the choir, no. Yeah. But we read his psalms and we're like, oh, man of God, David. So, sing his songs. So Jacob pulled off a move and stole the blessing. So his brother was bitter. He he said, I'm going to kill you. So the mother organized for his extraction to another country where his uncle lived. A guy called Laban. So this story is happening when Jacob has run away from home all he has is a stick. A stick. You know when you're blessed you can have only a stick and you are better off than the guy you left home who has all the land, all the cows, all the tents, all the servants. The man with the stick was better off than the man with an inheritance. The blessing is superior to an inheritance. That's why your parents may not have left you any inheritance because maybe they didn't know how to put it together but if you come to Christ and you understand that you're blessed you are in a much more advantageous position than the person with an inheritance If you knew what I was saying, you could shout an amen. I'm trying to give you the context. So this is the Jacob we are talking about, the man with the stick running away, a fugitive from his brother going to his uncle's place. The story gets much longer from there forward, so that's not where I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus on this one night when Jacob comes to this place with nothing and he gets a stone and uses it as a pillow. How many of you know that a stone is not the most appropriate piece of equipment for a pillow except when there is nothing else to use? Uh, there are people. Verse 17. Verse 17. What does it say? He was... No, 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 no. Verse 12. Forgive. What? Verse 12. Then he dreamed... Okay, guys, guys, please. Let's help one another. Yeah, Easter lunch is still far, far. Yeah. So, let's be as if to, together. Eh? Okay, together. Uh-huh. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth And it stopped, reached to the heaven, and there the angels of God were descending and ascending. Okay, ascending and descending on it. That's a very interesting picture, which I didn't even see in the preparation. Ascending and descending. I thought they should be descending and ascending. Thank you. That section has seen something. Let's continue. So one, point one, I told you, you are eight. The church of God is a place of prophetic dreams and visions. The church of God is a place of prophecy. Because we're saying this is church. What, what sets apart those distinctive movements which make a huge difference in history? One of them is prophecy. Any, any movement that loses its prophetic edge loses its way. Okay, you're probably thinking this is a long connection between what you're saying and the verse. No, the guy had a dream. It was a prophetic dream. Now, unlike most of you who don't take dreams seriously, Jacob took the dream seriously. Because God spoke to him, not physically. He spoke to him in a dream. Everything that Jacob is going to do is based on a dream he had. It wasn't that he was there walking and then God talked to him the way he used to talk to Moses. No, it was a dream. Do you believe in dreams? Yeah, dreams. You know, the reason dreams, the reason God sometimes is reduced to speaking to us in dreams is because we are too busy during the day. So And you know your spirit, soul, and body. So he has to first put your body to sleep, put the active side of your soul to bed, where it's only the subconscious working, and then your spirit starts speaking to your subconscious. That's when you're dreaming. Because in your spirit, God is always speaking. He has spoken a lot of things. If God could only open your eyes to see just a little bit of what is in your spirit, you'd forgive all those people who hurt you. You'd kiss them, love them, and tell them, oh my God, I didn't know that I had such a bright future. Yeah. But the reason people live less than desirable lives is because they're basing on memory, things they've gone through. Your spirit is not full of memory. Your spirit is full of vision. Yeah, there's a reason your windscreen is... Uh, uh, many, many times bigger than your rear view mirror. Where are the people? Prophecy is powerful. And you know, prophecy is not for a few people. People think prophets have to wear sharp suits and sharp shoes and sharp wire. No. Paul writes and says, I desire that you should all, how many? All, all prophesy. All should prophesy dynamic movements are driven by prophecy. Am I making sense? Tell your neighbor, this is church. Long before COVID-19 came around, God started speaking to us about the idea of host homes. I had that conversation with some of you. Are There people here I talked to about host homes in 2019 before COVID came. Show of hands, they are there. So in other words, I'm not lying. And you know, usually you can tell, uh, not usually, according to the Bible, you can tell a prophet whether they are false or correct based on the outcome, not the dress code. <laughs> Some of you are not prophesying because you haven't yet got the money for the suit. Tell your neighbor he's preaching good. Uh, don't tell your neighbor, don't scare the preacher. He's secure in Christ. It won't happen. Yeah, host homes. I started t- telling people what would it be like if instead of everyone coming to garage, we had I even had a number, a thousand, right? We had a thousand homes where we would do garage here and send the signal to one thousand homes, and then the people in those homes, instead of coming here on Sunday, they invite their neighbors in their pajamas, or shorts, or flip flops whatever, switch on the TV, watch the service, and then finish and say, what do you think about what the preacher said? And then pray for one another, and then eat lunch, and then start thinking, how do we transform our neighborhood? We thought all of that in 2019. Because of that, we started experimenting with cameras around, trying to go on live on Facebook and stuff like that. Then I, I talked about it in 2020, the, the beginning. And then lockdown came. And we immediately sprang the idea into action. And then we grew the most we have ever grown as a church. When other churches were closing, we were growing. Why? Prophecy. At the height of the pandemic, we had 1,300 host homes. 1,300. With close to with over 4,000 people attending garage. We had never hit 4,000 while we gathered. We hit past 4,000 when we opened host homes. And then out of the host homes idea came the host centers. And now we have more than 7,000 people attending garage because of host centers. It's prophecy. Long before COVID came, New Don't Come Meeting, who was there 2020, God gave us a word. You are a disease-free zone. Who remembers that word? What? what? Isn't it... The Bible already says, by his stripes we are healed. Why did God emphasize three things? You are disease-free zone. We didn't know COVID was coming. And then COVID came. And to my knowledge, no single member of Worship Harvest has died from COVID. Yeah. What is the other word he gave us? You are an economic powerhouse. Economic powerhouse. We always believe in economic things. Why is God emphasizing economic powerhouse? What is the one thing that COVID affected the most? Economies. How many people are in this room and you're saying, in the year of COVID is when my economy actually went up by show of hands? See all those people? Yeah. People doubled incomes, businesses just multiplied. When everyone was shutting down. Bible says, believe the Lord your God and you shall be established and believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Or you shall have, uh, prosper there is not just money, but rather you, you sort of get breakthrough in whatever you're doing. I pity people who don't pro- believe prophetic words because you're stuck. Even Jesus was prophesied for 400 years. Yeah, if, if you, you ever succeed without a prophetic word, you'll be the first one. Or whatever you're doing is probably not from heaven. The church of God is a place of prophecy. Amen. Yeah, economic powerhouse. This is free zone. Your loved ones shall get saved. How many people in this room have a relative who got saved in the last uh, 14 months? By show of hands. By show of hands. Okay. Oh, you were, you've you not been following. Yeah. Salvation if 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 you just thought it is some word for someone else that's a word for worshipers so you're supposed to go activate it yeah start sharing the gospel within your family amen amen so what's the, what's the first point the church of god is a place of what of prophecy so for this church to keep advancing at high speed we are going to be to remain a prophetic church yeah when we think God is telling us something, we don't keep quiet. We say it. And then we, we get prosperous. Amen. Point two. The church of God is a place of deep heritage. You are a part of a longer story. Now, this is something that has escaped the church in many cases. And, but I'm going to sh- shed some light on it. We are online And on T V and on radio. So I don't I'm not too flexible, but let's try. Give me verse A. I even didn't give you the supporting verse for the prophetic part, but it's Acts two seventeen. Acts two seventeen, you go and read it at home. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll power my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall what? Your young men shall see. And your old men shall dream. Yeah. That's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes. Verse 13. We are back in Genesis. Verse 13. Together. Let's read together. It says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. The church of God is a place of heritage. Deep heritage. Go and trace your heritage in the faith. I know this sounds a little weird for those of you who got saved the other day and then you thought you were the first one. And you've been abusing everyone in your family for not knowing Jesus. He says, I am the Lord God of who? Who, 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 who? What does, guys... I told you we are doing this together for the sake of lunch. I'm the Lord God of who? Abraham, your father. God didn't come to Jacob and introduce him and I'm your God. No. He knew he didn't understand him. He didn't know God. That's why he was pulling all the tricks at home. But he says, I'm the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Now, are you paying attention? Who was Jacob's father? It, it, was it Abraham? No. Abraham wasn't Jacob's father. It was Isaac. But what, what does God say? I'm the God of your father, Abraham. You see, there are places God recognizes as far as your faith and journey is concerned. Bible says in Matthew 1.1, 1, 1, the, the, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. There are people in your story that you probably don't know about, that you should know about. And when you know about them, it will start showing you why your life is the way it is and where your life probably should be going. Amen. I think... Quietness Presbyterian has just joined in. Genesis 26, verse 3 to 5. What does it say? Dwell in this land, uh-huh, and I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I'll give all these lands and I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. To who? To Abraham your father. The next verse, and says, next verse. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I'll give you your descendants all these lands and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now he's talking to Isaac, by the way. And what does he say? Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge. God is giving Isaac results because of Abraham's obedience. Uh, (laughs) Ah... Your life matters. You see, don't just live your life carelessly because there are things God is going to do for your children and your grandchildren and their children because of you today. Your obedience today doesn't just affect this generation. Your obedience affects generations to come. That's why you should go look in the mirror this afternoon and start repenting of some of your choices. My mother is the first, was the first of ten children, the children of the Reverend Canon Boaz Waimaga, my grandfather, Reverend Canon in the Anglican Church. Saved, proper saved. That was my mother. Yeah? Ari's mother is one of many children, not like many, but you know, the children of Ari's mom's dad was the bishop of Neurochitaria Diocese in the Anglican Church. Are you seeing the plot? You see, God has been plotting. Some of you, by the way, you are just running away for nothing you're running, you think making money, what, 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 what is your... Be very cool. Just quit. nose grandfather, right, was a reverend. Yeah. Bithri's grandfather was a church planter. And a canon in the church. Like, things God has... You, Worship of You might be here and you think, Bambi, these young people, I know we are young, came up with a bright idea, set up this start, which is incredible, does unique things, what God has blessed them. You are reaping the obedience of people who lived long ago. And you don't even know it. That's why we must recover respect for where we come from. I'm the God of your father Abraham. I will do for you things because Abraham obeyed my voice. How many of you know that in Christ, nothing good happens for you because of you? It's because of Jesus. (laughs) The principle carries. Look, you're not the star of the story. (laughs) You're not the star of the story. You're not the star of the story. Yeah. Pastor Sam Chidabo here, of Nairobi, who just spoke to us, is my cousin. His dad was my mom's brother. So that Reverend Canon I'm talking about. <laughs> the ground began to shake. The stone was rolled away. His perfect love could not. Wait, look, God is plotting. The other day, I I, I know I don't have time, but you have to hear this story because today is anniversary. On my birthday, my sister told the story which made my hair disappear and then it grew back. Listen to this, my father was an only child of my grandmother, of his mother. When my father was three months old, his father died, three months. And then, according to clan traditions, back then, this is long ago, okay? My father was born in the thirties, so to compute, they took my mother and gave her to one of his dad's brothers to inherit, wife inheritance. Now, this guy, I think he was wealthy, he had cattle, but he really didn't want to inherit my grandmother. So, he built her a hut and put her hair there and forgot about her and her son, who was my dad. This man had cattle. They, they lived in a place in Busoga, a place called Wilamoji, which is neighboring Teso. And because he had a lot of cattle, he used to get cattle keepers from Teso to take care of his cattle. So while all the other children were being taken care of and going to school, my dad and his mom were neglected. And all he used to do was run around with the cattle keepers, going to take cattle to wherever. And he could speak perfect. Teso. I don't know whether it's Ateso. Ateso. He could perfect my dad. So he was just a boy in the village. But he knew how to sing. Oh, my dad could sing you people. (laughs) So, one day, the inspector of schools, the district inspector of schools, who was a white man, was going deep into the village to visit the school of the village where my, my dad was. It was a subgrade school in a village called Chambaya. So the, the leader of the school, the headmaster, was distressed about the visit of this guy. So they were looking for kids who could sing, so they could sing for him. And none of the kids in the school were good enough. So the headmaster completely this disse- is like on this whole village you teachers can't find a single kid who can sing. Listen there is this kid called Bambi. Let's look for him. Probably- he doesn't go to the school but he's out there with the cattle keepers. Wow. So they went and fetched him in his small kanzu and brought him to the school and told him sing. He sang for the inspector. One song after another. When the inspector was like, what a talent. So, he certain and these were white people, but because they, they, they had done that work for a long time, they knew how to speak the local language. They were real missionaries. So, he starts talking to this kid, like, which class are you? I am like, what class? I, 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 don't, I don't go to school. Like, you don't go to school? Yeah. The inspector gave instructions and said, this kid must go to school on my scholarship. I'm going to sponsor this kid. (laughs) At that point, my dad was nine years old when he finally went to school. He excelled and became among the best students in that area And through the inspector's scholarship, he got another scholarship to go to Busoga College Miri where he excelled and went to Makere to do music and education, where he excelled and went to Australia to study music and education, and that's how come I'm here. So when this church is called Worship Harvest, you just joined Worship Harvest, you don't know that in 1930-something, God was orchestrating the story of this church before all of us were born. That's why this church is a music church. The church of God is a place of deep heritage. That's why I pity some of you who have no respect for things that you don't understand. Verse 14. My goodness. Aren't we going to do this like in two Sundays first? All right. Verse 14. Let's read. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south, and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be Blessed, the church of God is a place for global expression, global expansion, global dominion. There's nothing God put in you that was designed to remain local. Uh, let me try this side <laughs> Acts 1 8, Acts 1 8 together. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Are you reading? And what shall happen? And you shall be witnesses to me. Where? In Jerusalem. uh Uh-huh. And, you know, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, whatever God has put in you starts to go to the end of the earth. Yeah. I'm serious. It's not God limiting your business. It's you. It's not God limiting your influence. It's you. It's not God limiting your ministry. It's you. It's you, worshipers. It's us limiting God, and that's why the presence of people from Nairobi here today is very significant because there is a sense in which we are starting to break the borders. And a time will come. A time will come. What does it say, Isaiah 22? Isaiah 22, if you can find it. Isaiah 22, and it shall come to pass in the latter days. Amen. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. And how many? All nations shall flow to it. You know that the church is starting to fulfill its mandate in Christ when you have many nations belonging to it. Uh, Hallelujah. Yeah. Matt is here. New thing sub-Saharan region, many nations one of these is you're going to find worship harvest everywhere Yeah, unless the Lord is lying, which is not you're everywhere, right now there is people watching us, they're part of worship harvest UK yeah, worship harvest UK if you are in the UK, know a relative in the UK something UK we, we, we have started we are not just going, we're already there the Kenyans are here. Tanzanians are coming. Rwandans are coming. Sudanese are coming. Egyptians are coming. Chinese are coming. Malaysians are coming. Americans are already there. Somewhere they know themselves. Many, many. In Mukono what, what? Yes. That, that's, that's how God has designed the church. This business of we are like a church of we speak on Lelosoga. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why we have to become a multilingual church yeah. because soon we'll be in places where they speak mainly French or Spanish. All nations. Yeah. Right now we already have a Luganda service upstairs. Yeah. Because the more we did evangelism, the more we found people who cannot, who preferred to be instructed in Luganda because they wanted to understand the word of the Lord. They didn't want to get bits and pieces of it. I, was like, I can be there. I know, for us, we are an English speaking church. No, my friend. All nations. Is this section alive? <laughs> Angela. All nations shall flow to with. So the church of, of God is a place of global expansion. Reject to be part of a local church. God didn't create the church to be local. We are not a local church. We are a global church with local presence. Yeah. Mama, if that offends you, you're reading the wrong Bible. (sighs) Verse 16. Verse 16. Together. Behold, hey, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Point four, the church of God is the place of God's presence. The place of God's presence. Moses was having this conversation with God when he was fed up of the Israelites and said, I'm going to send you an angel to go with you. And then they argued. And Moses said, we will not go. We will not go without you. Until God said, okay. Okay. And he said, My presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. As in, let's stop right here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people. Who are upon the face of the earth. What, what, dist- what distinguishes you and I from the rest of the people is the presence of God. The presence of God. Amen. Oh, my goodness. The presence of the Lord is here. Yeah. presence of the Lord is here. I feel it. I feel it in the utmost fear. Is he? We had an ordination service the other day. It was four hours long. No one left. And after people stayed for another three hours. They didn't want to go. Everyone I talked to, that the same thing. They said the presence of God was strong. They didn't want to go. You know, you know. You can tell when the presence of God has been there. People usually don't want to go. They hang around, bank, KB, curfew comes, passes, they stay like Friday night. We finished that curfew time, and people just decided well, what's curfew? <laughs> presence of God. Yeah. In this ministry, we, we respect God's presence. If we feel like, if we are to choose, should someone speak or should we have the presence of God? We will choose the presence of God. Verse 17. I've decided I'm going to finish because we have to finish. The house of God, this, this is very important. The house of God is the gate of heaven. It's the gate of heaven. Verse 7. It let's do it together. He says, he was afraid and said, uh-huh, how some is this place. This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. When we say church begins on Monday, this is what we mean. The house of God is the gate of heaven. Okay. I need two people. I need two people. Pastor b and Angela, you could as well come and we start thinking about the conclusion. Oh, oh, oh. The gate of heaven. This is the gate. Woo. Okay. Please, one of you on one side, one on the other side. So, all these, these are wonderfully anointed people, secure in Christ. Uh, so, we are friends. Yeah, just you, this yeah. So, do you have a gate somewhere where you came from? Okay, some of you there may be no gate, but there is a door, right? Yes. There is a door, yeah? So, if, if where you are, there is a gate... A gate is a threshold in technical language. It's a place of movement of things from one side to another. Make sense? Like if you come to my house and you hoot, if the gate is not open, you're going to stay outside the house because the gate is closed. Now, if we open the gate, then you can come in. Now, as long as you are outside my gate hmm, I'm not responsible for you you are not in my dominion you are not in my space of domain and rulership that's why you can stand outside my gate all you want you are still at the responsibility of the government of Uganda the moment you cross that line and you get in like this you are now my responsibility your well-being security feeding etc is on me because you've just gone through the gate am i making sense uh, so what happened is that during the lockdown a lot of people went without food and my wife bless her soul, who is brilliant always and at all times and in all places decided that we should stock up some food at our house and invite some of the people we knew, especially the border, border riders, to our house to get sustenance. So there's a border guy we know. He put together a list of all his friends, and then they came one by one. They knew when you go through that gate, you're going to access food to feed your family for the next few weeks. If you stay outside, you will be hungry. Am I making sense? So, are you good? You're good? Okay. So let's say this is earth. Smile. Earth. Earth. And this is heaven. I, 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 I don't, we are, we are, going, we are going to have lunch together today. So, I, I will be resolving these quarrels later. Uh, no, no. In the next example, you'll be heaven. You'll be. Really out. good. Okay.
0: That works.
1: Okay. Let's say I'm the church. Okay, I'm the gate. On one side is the heavenly environment. What is in heaven? Joy. Peace, peace, patience, God. prosperity, mm. healing, mm. Uh, you know, every, every, good, every good and perfect gift. Okay? Ah. Maybe you are the gate. I
2: am the gate.
1: Yeah, I'm earth. Good. So, what is on earth? Brokenness, <laughs> problems, <laughs> eh? What? Eh? oh my god Where are people, people are just shouting not telling the truth India, disease, lockdown woofer kawongam oh absence it is it's just eh. now. but there is a gate mm. so what do you do when you want things from heaven to come to earth what, what do you do You're they open. go through the, the gate And what is the gate? The house of God. The church. The church. Look, if you ever find any undesirable thing on earth, just know the problem is the gate. It's not the government, it's not whoever, it's the gate. The the only reason people are hungry is because we are not feeding them. The only reason people are broken is because we are not mending them. The only reason people are sick is because we are not healing them. The only people, reason people are lonely is, not be, is because we are not loving them. This is none other than the house of God. This is... The, let, let me tell you something. The very first reference to the house of God in the Bible is this one. There is something called the law of first mention in scripture interpretation, which means that the first time you find something, all other interpretation of that thing throughout the scripture should be subject to the first one. And the first reference to the house of God in the Bible is it's the gate of heaven. So every other reference to the house of God or the church, as Paul calls it, is it must, it's primarily the gate of heaven. Are we okay? Are you now seeing what's going to happen when you show up at work on Tuesday? When people want a taste of heaven, they come to your desk, they come to your office, they come to your car, they come into your lane where you're down driving. Don't be a hell distributor by creating the fifth lane. Gate of heaven. Say with me, I am the gate of heaven.
0: I am am the gate gate
2: of of heaven.
1: All who want to partake
2: partake of heaven heaven.
1: come to me.
0: Come to me. Amen.
1: Wow. If this doesn't light your fire, your wood is wet. (laughs) The gate of heaven verse 18 as we start to as if conclude what does it say then Jacob rose early in the morning took the stone that he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it okay so what this, it, the this it, when he went to bed it was a stone a pillow when he woke up it was an altar so he set it up as an altar and he poured oil on it. Amen. The church of God is a place of prayer and anointing. The church of God is a place of prayer and anointing. Look, the guy was having a dream. It wasn't God speaking through a megaphone. He was just having a dream, but he had enough wits when he woke up to know it was God. Don't take that stone for granted. That's no longer a stone. Set it up as an altar. The men of old, here is something very fascinating. Go and read it for yourself. Go read through Genesis, Leviticus, whatever it is. You're going to find this consistent. Every time they received a promise from God, the first thing they did was set up an altar. Your response to God's promises should be prayer, not passivity. Some people think God told it to me. He will do it. He will not. Yeah, that's why you have all those promises given to you that have not come to pass because you're sleeping instead of praying. Are there people? Hey. Aren't you came for anniversary service? I'm here to tell you how to accelerate in the next five years. You are going to have to become a man of prayer, a woman of prayer. Prayer is not for the pastors. Prayer is for the people of God. People who love God pray. Me, I used to be prayerless. I was the pastor, but I was prayerless. Yeah. I I, I prayed a little bit. Then I started listening to Bishop Doug, and he would say, pastors, you're useless. You don't pray. He said, Christians should pray minimum one hour a day. Pastors, three. I was like, my God. One time he was speaking and he was like, he was in a pastor's corner. He said, you pastors, you're just useless. That's why your churches are small. He said, I can start praying now and we go for eight hours nonstop. I was like, what? Yeah, and that's what he does. He can pray for eight hours. That's why he has 6,000 churches. And they have 21. And I don't know you how many you have. Some of you in your missional communities is on reducing balance. Today they are seven, tomorrow they are five. Then when three come, then they become four. They they, they just... You know your problem, you're not praying. People, without their knowing it, there is a hunger for spiritual things which is subconscious. So people come to this church not because that they've analyzed and said, I think I should go to worship. Purpose. No, something just brings you, even you don't know why you come. But there is a thing which you can only be satisfied spiritually. So it doesn't matter whether I put my English together properly with, with what PowerPoint, you're going to be hungry <laughs> if we don't engage prayer. Are you, are you here? Who created time, who created time towards God but let me just demonstrate one thing what did Jesus tell the disciples in the book of Acts, he says the Holy Spirit will come upon you, promise right isn't that a good promise yeah, the Holy Spirit will come upon you do you know what they proceeded to do they went to the upper room and prayed for 10 days non-stop 10 days Go and research. Day of Ascension is when he told them and he left. Day of Pentecost is 10 days later, is when the Holy Spirit came. Like, you would think he told them the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Oh, Kawad Jesus, thank you. That sounds good. Then let's go about our lives. Someone has gone to buy tomatoes. Another one is looking for Fene. It is Sukumawiki. No, that's not how it worked. They went to the upper room and prayed from the day of Ascension until the day of Pentecost. And then the Holy Spirit came. It wasn't just promise. It was promise and prayer. Every promise God has given you, he's expecting you to start praying into it. Prayer is not because you're not believing. No, prayer is because you are believing. Uh, Verse 21, we have to finish. How many times have have I used the word finish? The church of God is a place of identity place of identity. What does it say? So that I come back to my, take me to verse 20, 20 to 21. Let's, let's try and see if we can finish properly. Then Jacob made a vow, uh-huh, saying, let's read, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace. What 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 what? Those the next few words are very important. What did he say? Yeah. Then the Lord shall be my God. What did God say in that dream? In that dream, what did God say? I am the Lord God. Uh huh. Of who? Abraham, your father, and Isaac. Not you. I'm I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac as for you let's start talking and see Uh, Yeah, you see there are people they can only get a miracle when there is a man of God around because God is not yet their God he's the God of their pastor which is okay but it can't go on for forever Because your pastor one day will also go to heaven. Then what? Jacob says, Ah, I have seen something. If God does all the things he has said, you know, Jacob is not coming up with promises to put in God's mouth. God has already promised. And And then he sets up the altar and starts praying and says... Upon this altar, I'm saying these things. If God fulfills the things he said he will do, he will no longer be the God of my father Abraham and my father Isaac. He will now be my God. My God identity. Uh, for, uh, For the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. Amen. That's what God wants for you. God wants you to stop being the God of the preacher you saw on TV. God wants you to stop being the God of your Pastor Moses, the God of your Pastor Bethel, the God of your Pastor Angela. No, he wants to be your God. But you know how it's going to happen? He's going to have to do some things for you. He's going to have to prove himself. You You see, like me now, I can no longer backslide. I've seen too much. It's impossible. But it's so up and saying, I no longer believe. It's, it's not possible. But some of you, you can backside because you only hear what I tell you. You haven't seen God walking on two legs properly. But once you start believing God and God does certain things in your life, you'll be like, I know whom I've believed. And I'm persuaded. Lastly, verse 22, verse 22, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. The house of God is a place of great generosity with God and man. I don't even know how this story ends up with Jacob promising to give God a tithe. Because he wasn't a member of worship harvest. I don't know where he was going to take it. But he said it. There's a reason why all these people that you see God is using mightily, they are people of great generosity. They are people of great, you see these people here. These are some of the most generous people in the world. I, I guarantee you. And I see the anointing on their lives and I marvel. Oh my God. Pastor Bithry, why don't you help us? Because our friends on Spirit TV and FM are about to leave
2: us. (laughs) Wow. Why don't we get up on our feet right now and respond to that word. Every time the word of God is taught, respond. What is Jesus saying to you in this moment today? What, what, what is He saying? And, and our response right now, the first response I want us to make is to pray. Just start to pray. Start to pray. Pray in the Spirit. Pray with understanding. Ask God to open your heart and instruct you, show you what you must do to receive His Word to you because by it you will prosper. By this Word, you will receive an inheritance. By this Word, you will be built up and established. By this Word... This word, the word of God is powerful. It's powerful. It's working in you. It's living right now. I don't, I don't want you to be a spectator at any point. If you need to close your eyes just to block any distraction, go ahead. But allow yourself to, to speak to the Father right now. And, and as we pray, as you continue to connect with God, you're here today. You're watching us online. You're at any of our hosting centers or locations. And you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. This is the day of encounter. This is the day for you to come home. This is the day for you to say yes to Jesus and we want to give you an opportunity. This is the most critical part of our services and I want you right now, if you're here today or you're watching and you have never made Jesus Lord of your life and you want to say yes to him, you want to come into relationship, you want to encounter this God we are talking about that can give you purpose and experience of life. Just put your hand up. Say, today I want to say yes to Jesus. Remember, this is personal. God is very personal. He met with Jacob, but he was referring to being the God of his fathers, and he had not yet become the God of Jacob. He wants to be your God today. Today, if you're saying, I want God to be my God. I want to know this God you're talking about. Just put your hand up. We're not going to embarrass you. As you put your hand up, one of the pastors will run to you and just start to minister to you. Just put your hand up online. If there's no one next to you, God is present. Come on, no fear in His presence. Just put that hand up boldly and say, today I'm making a decision for God to be my God. God sees those hands wherever you are, in this room, across the locations. Yes, go ahead, put that hand up boldly. You can overcome that fear. It's a small step a response to the word of God to say I'm saying yes to Jesus I'm saying yes to this God being my God I want to know him I want to receive his life and if you've put your hand up wherever you are right now I want you to pray this simple prayer after me say Lord Jesus thank you for loving me today I accept you as my God I am born again I believe with my heart and I confess that you're my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I saw a hand right there in the room and God sees everywhere across. If you prayed that prayer today and you're watching us online, there's a number 0775 0775 642449, send us a message. Let us know that today you accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And we would like to help make sense of that. But the rest of you continue to pray. I know that there's people here, you came with pain in your body and the church is the place of experience of a God who heals diseases. And so we want to pray with you right now for healing right this moment. So if there's pain anywhere in your body, I want you to touch that place where there's pain touch it if you can't touch the place you can touch your heart where there is any pain or discomfort and we are going to pray the prayer of faith right now and release power and healing and you will be made well all right heavenly father i thank you because you have loved us you've given us the power to speak and destroy sickness in bodies right now i cast out every spirit of infirmity Every sickness, every disease, every report that has been given to a person in this room or watching us online, we destroy sickness, pain, disease, mental illness, physical pain, we come against you. I come against you right now in the name of Jesus. I curse you to the root in the mighty name of Jesus. Body, hear the word of the Lord. Bones, hear the word of the Lord. Minds, hear the word of the Lord. Hearts, hear the word of the Lord. Tissues, hear the word of the Lord. Blood, hear the word of the Lord that is living and powerful and receive his power right now to heal, we destroy sickness, we reject it right now, and Lord, we thank you that right now healing flows, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows in everybody who had pain in their body. We thank you, Lord, that they are well
0: in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'd like to encourage you to keep praying, to keep praying, because we are building an altar. The one I'm hearing is distinction. <laughs> distinction, that God is setting people apart, people online, people in this room, distinction God is setting us apart and Apostle Mose has given us eight distinctions of the church and I know that as he taught, some of you were picturing a building but God is talking about you and I okay, that we are a people of identity that we are the gate that we are the house of God. So I'd just like you to lift your voices and just pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving because God is setting us apart today. It's not a mistake that our anniversary <laughs> falls around Easter and God has kept saying, rebirth, rebirth, rebirth. Worship harvest as a church. I know there's been a lot of change, but moving forward, we have been rebirthed. <laughs> we have been rebirthed we have been rebirthed we are there's going to be a a big level of distinction all the things that apostle Moses has has told us today a place of prophecy a place of prayer a place of identity the house of God all the things that he has talked about today it's going to start being seen in you and in I. So let's just lift our voices and pray. Thank you, God. Pray in the spirit. If you're able to pray in the spirit thank you God thank you God for distinction thank you God that we are, people are going to flow to this church, that people are going to flow to the members of this church because they know they can get a taste of heaven thank you God because there's going to be visions and dreams and prophecies thank you because no more will anything take us by surprise we know we're a we know what you're going to do in Uganda, we know what you're going to do in the world, and we are ready to respond. There are people here, as Apostle Mose was teaching, you knew that you needed to start a a missional community, and I'm just going to ask you to put up your hand. I'd like to commission you right now. You know you're supposed to start a missional community. I see a hand at the back. I see another hand gentleman in in a blue coat. You know you're supposed to start a mission or community. It's the thing that is going to set you apart. Father, thank you so much for the leaders that are rising up. There's another lady at the back, a lady here. Thank you for the leaders that you are rising up today. Thank you that they are going to be the house of God in their community. I see another lady in a red coat. Thank you that they are going to deliver heaven onto earth. I see another gentleman in a black coat. you. Thank you. Thank you that they are going to see visions and dreams. Thank you that they are the house of God. Thank you because they are going to be planted. Thank you because transformation has come to their homes because of you. Some of you putting up your hands, you know that God is starting to ask you to start a hosting center. I see your hand laid in the blue top. Wherever you are, just put up your hand. God is commissioning you right now, commissioning you for distinction in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We honor you. Be glorified. Let's lift our voices and celebrate Him.